0: Well, Storm Babette dominates some of the front pages this morning. The Irish Examiner pretty much gives the full front page to some of the horrific images emerging from Cork yesterday. The headline on the front of the Examiner... Worst in living memory, town centres, homes, businesses and community organisations across East Cork are facing a mammoth cleanup operation after a month's rainfall fell in just one day, leaving the county devastated by floods. And of course, we saw that the army had to be drafted in yesterday and I saw some images of houses being flooded and your heart would out to the people because it's your worst nightmare if you are a homeowner or indeed renting for your place to be flooded because everything is ruined. Uh, We will be talking to Cork Senator Tim Lombard shortly on the show and there are question marks now over whether the rainfall in Cork was so bad that it should have been a red warning rather than an orange warning and also do we need a proper flood warning system in Ireland we don't seem to have it, and then people are taken by surprise when their homes and businesses are flooded. Anyway, that's the front of the Irish Examiner. Several of the papers go with the Ashling Murphy murder trial. On the front pages, the Irish Sun, Ashling kicked very hard. The Irish Daily Star, she kicked out and screamed for help. Then the Irish Daily Mirrors headline, Ashling was crying out for help, and the Irish Daily Mail, eyewitness in Ashling Murphy murder trial, tells court I could see her kicking her legs completely distressed i <laughs> That was her crying for help. A man was seen crouching over a woman's body holding her down while she was frantically kicking her legs in a cry for help. The Ashling Murphy murder trial has heard yesterday and of course that trial continues today. The Irish Independent goes with the row over the budget funding for the HSE for next year. Ministers are furious at HSE boss's criticism. Um, So you may remember the HSE budget wasn't exactly increased for next year and Bernard Gloucester HSC HSE chief executive criticised the health service budget. Now the Irish Independent says that ministers are privately furious not so private that they couldn't ring a newspaper and tell them but anyway they're privately furious at Bernard Gloucester over his criticism of the health service budget and they're also apparently raging that he briefed opposition TDs on it. Bernard Gloucester's comments that next year's health budget is not adequate for all current costs have angered ministers who believe he should not be using the media to lobby for money. There's two business stories on the front of the Irish Times. They go with the uh, news, the devastating news in Limerick that Nestle uh, is blaming falling demand for imported infant formula in China for the reason that it's closing its Wyeth nutrition plant in Asketon with the loss of over 540 jobs. The Swiss group saying it would cease operations at the plant in the first quarter of 2026. And as we heard in the news there from local TD Richard O'Donoghue, it's not just the 540 plus jobs, it's the contractors, it's the, the local businesses who do business with this plant who will also suffer. And the question would be, how do you replace 540 jobs in an area like Asketon in Limerick, it's going to be very, very difficult. So that's the first business story. The second one on the front of the Irish Times is a very famous hotel in Dublin, the Clarence, owned by U2. Well, not anymore. U2's Bono and The Edge and their business partner, Paddy McKillen, have sold the Clarence Hotel to the Dean Hotel Group, owned by Paddy. Sorry, so they own the hotel with Paddy McKillen Sr., and they've sold it to Paddy McKillen Jr. And Matt Ryan in a multi-million euro transaction. So while Mr McKillen Jr. and Mr Ryan have held a leasehold for the Wellington Key Hotel since 2019, and they had been managing its operations, they've now taken full ownership. Of the property, so that's the end now of the association between you two and the Clarence. After more than three decades of ownership, we don't know how much they made on it, but uh, Bono and the Edge certainly make a lot of money through all their different ventures. Couple staying with the, the music industry, a couple of interesting stories in the papers. Inside, there's an exclusive in the Sun. If you're a Madonna fan, you'd be interested in this. Madonna is in talks to headline Glastonbury. The singer has never performed at Glastonbury and insiders say her team are plotting what would be one of the festival's biggest ever performances. Apparently negotiations are at an advanced stage between the uh, operators of Glastonbury and Madonna's team and apparently they're keen to make it happen and striking a deal shouldn't be a problem. Now we'll see how she gets on. I know some people went to Madonna in Slane and really didn't enjoy the concert, didn't think it was great quality but uh, if she headlines Glastonbury an awful lot of money will be pumped into that that's in the sun then further gig news in the Star if you're a fan of Tommy Tiernan uh, don't bring your phone or your smartwatch to his gig certainly across the pond because Tommy Tiernan fans according to the Star are going to be kicked out of his gigs if they're spotted using their phones or their smartwatches so he is a tour on the US West Coast this week and he's adding extra LA dates because there's big demand for Tommy across the water and organisers at the gig are going to hand audience members these pouches for their phones so that there'll be a phone-free environment. But in a new twist, smartwatches are also included in the ban and the organisers say that the event is a phone-free experience. Anyone seen using their device during the performance will be kicked out, they'll be escorted out of the venue. And in February at his Vicar Street gig, Tommy was the first Irish performer to To ban phones. So a big crackdown there. You'd imagine uh, he won't be the last to do this. The Telegraph, by the way, if you're a fan of going to events in the evening, interesting one, the National Theatre in the UK is going to start its shows at half six in the evening. So we're all aware, you know, you book a gig or a theatre performance or whatever, usually it starts around eight. They're changing it now to half six because the audiences want to have more time to eat, talk about the performance, and get the train home. After the show, the company will trial earlier performance times on Tuesdays and Thursdays From February. I have to say, I love this idea. And if you're listening to Breakfast Briefing, you're probably one of those who gets up early in the morning, going to a gig at eight o'clock, mightn't get home till about 11. It's a bit late. Love this idea of half six, although not sure about my dinner after the show. But apparently, they did their market research, uh, interviewed more than 8,000 people, and the respondents say that they would enjoy the evening more if they'd more time after the show to have dinner. Travel and be able to talk about the show with their friends. We'll see if it catches on. I love the idea of a show at half six rather than eight o'clock. Final story comes from the Irish Times. We'll have more on this on Breakfast Business with Joe Lynham from half six this morning here on News Talk. But basically, Thursday is the new Friday. Working from the office on Fridays is continuing to decline. There's a new survey out from the Dublin Chamber of Commerce and Savills uh, finding out when people are showing up in the office or when they're working From home, and Thursday is now the day with the greatest number of employees physically in the office. So the talk is that Thursday is the new Friday. And then the Irish Times went off and interviewed the owner of the Palace Bar in Dublin, Willie O'Hearn, who says that he can feel it. He says there's definitely a different dynamic between five and nine. Would have been very much a suits and office crowd, but that's more or less gone now. On a Friday, a lot of places are feeling it, and I was thinking there. Um, some of my friends as well I can think of at least four of them who work from home on a Friday uh, they definitely go out on a Thursday night prefer going out Thursday night because you've all weekend to enjoy having gone out on the Thursday night and then they do maybe a Zoom on a Friday now some of them don't do a lot of work after about three o'clock on a Friday but anyway that's the story Thursdays are the new Fridays those are the stories making the headlines in the papers